Welcome to Bar Fights with attorney and advocate Sarah Klein. Taking on issues that matter and advocating for legal, cultural, and political change everywhere in order to protect children and vulnerable adults. Joining the conversation are survivors, advocates, lawyers, media personalities, athletes, celebrities, authors, wellness aficionados, and many more. Because bringing real justice takes a team of experts who care. Now, leading the fight is your host, Sarah Klein. Hey, you guys, and welcome back to Bar Fights. This is part two of the amazing Dawn Hawkins. For those of you that listened last week, if you haven't, go back and listen to that before you listen to this. Um, But Dawn is the CEO at the National Center on Sexual Exploitation. And the stories she shared with us last week were mind-blowing. And and some of the tips she shared with us and the calls to action she shared with us last week were some of the most important, most critical um, that I've ever heard. And, And this These conversations is how we make the world a safer place for our babies. So we left off last week talking about the Dirty Dozen list, Um, the annual Dirty Dozen list at Dawn's organization. It's a list of um, over 600 plus organizations where um, Dawn and her team are sparking change. And you'll recognize probably most of the names on this list, Google, Hilton, Comcast, Walmart, Instagram, TikTok, other influential companies um, and organizations where they have either been called out and are doing better in protecting our kids or still need to be called out to do better for our kids. Dawn, take it from there. Fill us in about the Dirty Dozen list um, and and some of the, the highlights and success stories of the work your organization has done. And then conversely, um, some of the organizations where there's still tremendous amounts of work to be done. Sure. Oh, it's so good to be back with you again. Yeah. We didn't have enough time. <laughs> Never enough time to talk about this stuff. Never enough time. I feel like I found a kindred spirit. So you're going to be stuck with me for a while. I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay. So the dirty dozen list, as you said, we name and shame 12 big companies that most of us use regularly. Um, for their role in facilitating sexual exploitation. And in many cases, they profit from it. Um, we've This is the 10th year we've been doing. We've had some pretty big victories. Just examples are um, early, a, a few years ago, sexual assault just like exploded in the military. All these reports were coming out. If you all remember this, um, why is sexual assault so rampant? There's a lot of reasons, but one of them that we would argue is also like the hypersexualized, pornified culture in the military and how pornography has just been enabled, allowed to be rampant. You know, there would be pornography on like the walls, pornographic calendars, et cetera. And like, imagine working in that space as a woman with in a predominantly male space and there's porn all over the walls, like terrible, right? But um, when all of that was taking place, we realized, that the military was also selling pornography in many of the base exchanges. And so we brought that to Congress and ended all of the different, like the, you know, all of the different branches stopped selling pornography in their base exchanges. Another victory I'm really 
just so proud of is with Google. Um, Chromebooks is are used in like almost all of our schools globally now, especially since COVID. Everyone's got a device to do school on, and the majority of those devices are Chrome, Google Chromebooks. Um, we've been asking Google to default those on the 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 parental control safety features to on for all of the K through 12 devices. Why were they fighting us to do that for five years? They were like, maybe we will. We don't know. That would be too hard. Well, finally, last year with like one software update, all of the Chromebooks used in K through 12 schools around the world were immediately set to default on. So Yay, Yay! we have victories tick um netflix for example a lot of content that they create has like gratuitous nudity nudity and sexual violence and they would have those like shows showing up right next to the kids shows if you recalled even just a couple years ago we led put them on the dirty dozen list and as a result they instituted pretty good parental controls they're still the best of all of the streaming platforms the parental controls and they've largely separated we're still upset by about the gratuitous nudity and, and sexual violence that they're putting in a lot of shows, but um, it's easier to keep kids away from that now. So those are some victories, but some of the fights that are still going on this year, we just announced the Dirty Dozen list. And one of the, I think well, one theme that I really want to talk about is this issue of image-based sexual abuse. This has skyrocketed in the last couple of years, especially since COVID. This is kind of the weaponization of sexual images um, against individuals. So whether it's a consensual um, sexual image, like you took for your boyfriend or your husband meant only for them and you send it to them and then it gets distributed far and wide, right? Or maybe we've got individuals who are secretly recorded, who didn't know that they were being recorded in these intimate moments. And then that content is being distributed far and wide, especially uploaded online. Um, we've got people who were victims of sexual assault and rape, and that assault is filmed and recorded and uploaded online. Victims of sex trafficking and prostitution and the acts are filmed and recorded and uploaded online. Victims of, you know, child sexual abuse, it's filmed and recorded and uploaded online. And currently, there's nothing to stop this non-consensual image-based sexual abuse from being uploaded to any of these websites. If you go to any of the major pornography websites, anyone can upload anything. They're not making sure that those who are depicted are of age or consented at all. So now the content that has just exploded in these online platforms, not just the mainstream pornography websites, but also websites like Twitter and Reddit and Discord, which allow sexually explicit material, so much of it is image-based sexual abuse. And it is causing extreme trauma for those who are depicted. I, I can't even tell you, the research is really just starting to come out in this space, but when your abuse, like the most horrific thing that's happened to you ever is filmed and recorded and uploaded for distribution for years and years to come, you it's so hard to move on. I cannot overstate the trauma of those who are depicted in this kind of material and the ongoing fear that they live in, even after they're able to maybe get it down from the one place they know it's at. They live in constant fear that's going to be uploaded again. And unfortunately, so often it is uploaded again. And, you know, it impacts 
their careers. It impacts their schools. It impacts their relationships with their family, with their friends, with their significant others. And there's so much shame around this. And so that has to stop. (laughs) One of the, you know, so far, the the only efforts that have had any significant um, success are trying to stop the person who uploads the content the first time. So like the angry Mm ex-boyfriend, they can be held liable now in 48 states. There's a bill moving through Congress that would hold them liable. But usually it's not about that first person because it's about if once that person's uploaded the the image-based sexual abuse, it's shared again and again. It's downloaded infinitely number of times and uploaded again and then you've got all of these perpetrators what has to happen is that we get these tech platforms to stop allowing this material to be up there so you know if you upload like uh two minutes of a disney video what will happen it's going to be like taken down within it's seconds. down in two freaking seconds. I know. And probably you get shut down. Like your YouTube. Will you get a cease and desist. You get, you know, a fine. You get a lawsuit. They have the technology to see that this is content that is, they don't have permission to upload. And yet these big, massive tech platforms, Twitter, Reddit, Discord, Pornhub, they are not using this technology when it comes to non-consensually shared intimate material, like at all. And that has to change. So we need an out, we need an outcry to these companies that are allowing this stuff, who are profiting. Oftentimes they're running ads to this content and they're making money from it. And we need legislation to make sure that this doesn't keep happening as new websites pop up. So on our dirty dozen list, coming back. Yes, yes, yes. Tell us. We've got, we've named Reddit, we've named Discord, and we've named GitHub to the dirty dozen list. These are like massive platforms where image-based sexual abuse is in huge amount. So GitHub is really, most people don't know about GitHub, but it's owned by Microsoft and it's the go-to place for hosting and creating sexually exploitive technology. So like all the AI stuff and artificial intelligence, a lot of the emerging technologies, they will upload their codes there and then anybody can use it. So they're uploading codes for to create deep fake pornography Mm. of people or like these apps that nudify you, um, AI generated pornography. And then anybody can go and they can get these codes and then they can use it anywhere else. So GitHub needs to shut that down because it's like the main hub. It's the main place. I've never even heard of them. I've never even heard of them. So let's define the term deep fake for our listeners. Um, Cause I'm, I'm getting more and more deep fake cases. Deep fake is when, and correct me if I'm wrong, they put, you know, let's just choose a celebrity. Jennifer Lopez's face on somebody else's naked body or somebody else's naked porn. And then if somebody Googles Jennifer Lopez pornography, this is coming up. It lives on the web forever. There's very little recourse, although some states are getting better law around this. 
Um, and so for the rest of your life, there lives on the web, you know, let's use me as an example. Somebody creates a deep fake for Sarah Klein. You can Google Sarah Klein, deep fake, Sarah Klein pornography. Please don't do that listeners. (laughs) But, um, but something will come up and live on the web forever for my kids to find for anybody else to find that's not real. That was created probably by some AI something somewhere. Is that, is that, am I along yeah, the right You are okay. exactly right. And you know, you, uh, the, with the content now being created, you can't tell the difference if, if it's real or not real, if it's artificially made or not. And, you know, I am certain what I'm telling everyone is like, you know, as women, we're used to walking down the street and being catcalled. Like it's part of being a woman. We're used to walking through a parking lot at night and feeling scared and having our keys hanging out through our our hands, right? In case anyone tries to do something to us. Like that is part of being a woman. Well, now I think moving forward, part of being a woman is going to be there's deep fakes made of you because tons of kids are doing this to each other. Adults are doing it to get like, it's becoming just the norm. And it's the way to like make fun of, to bully, to threaten, to coerce, to all of these things. And and these huge, massive platforms are allowing it to proliferate and live on their websites. And it's, it's so hard to get it down. That is terrifying because, you know, it, it, but back in the day when we were in middle school, like, you know, the, wor- the the way we got bullied was like, you know, passing notes about somebody or, you know, like, you know, being in the cool crowd or clicks or whatever. Now in the seventh grade, somebody can make a porn of your kid and it's going to live on the internet every time they apply for college, every time they ever apply for a job, every, anytime their kids ever Google their parents, there it freaking is. I mean, that is some scary shit right there. That is scary, 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 crazy, destructive shit. And we look at our suicide rates skyrocketing, right? I think this image-based sexual exploitation, the, you know, the companies that are, you know, not allowing for the parental controls to be a default, this industry of deep fake industry of what's your, the statistic you told me about Twitter, about what percentage of Twitter is, is pornography. 13%. 13%. You guys, I mean, it's a lot. Yeah. So Reddit and discord are also on our dirty dozen list for this reason. They they're just havens for predators and also for this image-based sexual abuse. They're they're full of CSAM, child sexual abuse material, child pornography. On average, it takes Discord five days to get CSAM off of their, like this just came out last week with the Nick Mick National Center for Missing Exploited Children. They, it's their job. If there's child pornography or CSAM, it goes to Nick Mick. They work with law enforcement to get it down. And they just announced last week that for Discord, it's taking them five days to take this stuff down. There's no excuse. And then, but in in addition, when it comes to the image-based sexual abuse stuff, they've got servers, what they call it, or or on Reddit, they've got these groups where there's like millions of people who are are members of it. And all it is, is image-based sexual abuse. It's like so clear. It's non-consensual. And both of these platforms allow it to just continue to proliferate. 
We have to stop them. It's a scary world we're living in. And it's a big, big, big job you have done. <laughs> it's a big job. What can we do? How can we help? What What do we do next? I'm Tell sitting- people. Let's uh, sure, make sure that others understand this. Yes. And how it's happening. And then yes. help me hold these companies accountable by calling them out for their bad policies. Demand that they make changes. You could send letters to them. You can post on social media, but we've also made it so easy. If you go to dirtydozenlist.com, you can send prepared emails directly to the top executives at these companies, or you can message your legislator and ask them to pass legislation. You know, I believe, and I'm fighting for legislation right now before Congress, that would mandate if a company is going to allow sexually explicit material, then they need to verify that and everyone depicted is consenting and is over 18. That is so simple. And it's we, so simple. As a society, like that's the minimum that we should be doing. I know this will pass. It might take me a little while, but all of you listening, come help me. Yes. Well, we're going to talk after this show about how I'm going to come and help you in DC. I'm on board. And if, if we do nothing in our lives, but protect our kids, I mean, it seems so intuitive, but why is it so hard? Why has it become so hard to protect children, to keep kids safe, to make sure that people are respected? I mean, it's a, it's a crazy ass world that we're living in. Um, and that's why, and that's why we need everybody listening to do your part because everybody can. Um, I, I want to ask you a personal question now because, um, because I get asked this question all the time and I never have a good answer. Um, people always say to me, Sarah, you're a mom and you hear this, these horrible stories all day, every day you go, you know, you go to work, you listen to heavy stuff. You listen to heartbreaking stuff. Um, you're always sort of working in this very adversarial way. It can be very frustrating and, you know, really, really, you see sometimes the worst of people, the worst of, of, of organizations. How do you mentally, handle that? How do you go home and then turn it off and, you know, parent your kids? How do you cope with it? How do you do it? And I say, I have no freaking idea. (laughs) I don't know. I don't have an answer. So I like to ask people that are, that are fighting the good fight, if they have any, any ideas or any, um, any ways of working through this stuff, um, that I haven't thought of yet. (laughs) You're so kind. I wrestle with this so much and some days are just so hard and dark and you just hold your babies and cry and that's how you get through it. But um, no, I think for me, it's just like so empowering and I can, I can continue this work because we're having, we're seeing progress. We're having victories. We are getting, making sure these companies are held accountable. I love, I work with survivors. They come with me and we fight together and we go to these meetings with companies, with legislators, and they listen and they change. And that is just gives me hope when it feels really hard and heavy. Um, also, I like take a lot of time to myself in the morning. So time to like exercise. I know everyone's like, oh, exercise. But, like, oh my gosh, if I don't exercise or I don't take time to just think for like 10 minutes alone, meditate, then 
the day is so dark and heavy. So, yeah. Yep. I love it. Maybe that's my problem. I haven't exercised in 20 years. <laughs> and I do the walk sometimes is all I do. But. Oh my gosh. I love it. And so we give meaning, meaning to suffering, I think is, is one way of putting it that, um, giving meaning to, to this bad stuff by being able to leave the world better and leave it a little bit safer mm-hmm. and see some progress. And I think in both of our work, we get to work directly with, with victims or survivors, um, of this stuff and to be able to help them makes it worth it. But, um, keep sending those tips over girl. <laughs> keep sending. Sarah, I look forward to doing lots with you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Just the beginning. There are, there are real life superheroes out there, women and men, both wearing capes and, um, you are one of them. And it's truly an honor to get to meet you, Dawn. It's just the beginning for us, you guys. Um, the National Center on Child Exploitation, you can find them at endsexualexploitation.org. Um, and we're going to link to all that. Don Hawkins, thank you, superhero, superwoman, for being on Bar Fights. It's just the beginning. We'll have you back real soon. Thank you, Sarah. Talk to you soon. You guys, we'll see you next week here on Bar Fights. for listening to Bar Fights with attorney Sarah Klein, taking on issues that matter. Please check out our website at barfightspodcast.com, Instagram at barfightspodcast, or Twitter at barfights underscore pod for the latest show updates and archives.